0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 63 of the Tucson Pinball Podcast. Welcome to Wayne's World. So before it starts uh, tomorrow, I figure I should uh, do a little recap of an event I went to last month, and I've been meaning to get to, but I don't know. Some days I'm lazy, some days stuff gets in the way, and those are my excuses, and I'm sticking to them. So, anyways, last month uh, I went up to Starfighters and did their monthly, and they alternate between two different formats. They do a three-strike, which I thought was a four-strike, but since that was only my second time I'd ever been there, either second or third, um, that was probably the reason why, is because uh, the first, let's just say it was the first time I ever went there, it was um, a qualifier event for a Pinberg ticket, which shows you the last time I actually was able to get up there. And, um, so I think that was a four strike, but anyways, point being, if they do a three strike event, the other one is a a group match play and that is just a set eight rounds. So, um, if you're looking at comparing the two events, probably the strikes event is, uh, more worthwhile as far as points go, but, uh, you'll definitely be guaranteed at least eight rounds, obviously, if you go to the group match play. So um if you're having a not so good day you could be out in three rounds in a strikes event whereas with eight rounds of group match play you'll at least be playing for eight rounds which so there's a the comparison but uh anyways um point being um with the with the head count they get which is amazingly impressive uh with the strikes event they're going to be anywhere between uh 20 to 23 games to, uh, out of 25 that count towards the TGP which is all sorts of behind-the-curtain stuff. But um, with the, the strikes event, they're going to get to 16 out of 25, which is 64%. Um, so anyways, your your top uh, finishers are going to score better points uh, for the strikes event than the group match play. But uh, both formats are fun, and um, I was I was glad I was able to get up there. So uh, anyways, like I said, I, w- I went up there, and I wanted to do uh, kind of a, a Raymond Davidson do-or-die Um, podcast type of format um, because I can remember eight different games (laughs) for the most part and kind of give just a little bit of commentary because uh, there's games up there that we obviously don't have down in Tucson so I'm not as familiar with Um, and then other games that I'm very familiar with um, and just kind of go over you know what I thought and what I was trying to do and if I was able to do that or not able to do that and just kind of kind of go over how the day went so uh, let's just kind of jump right into it. So first round starts, and check my phone out, and I am on Iron Maiden, the stern, modern Stern Iron Maiden, because there's two. Um, there's the classic Stern Iron Maiden as well, which is far less common, um, but now there is a thing, so probably should differentiate. Um, anyway, so I looked at the list and the three other players, um, because I'm up there so infrequently, I don't know any of these three players, and I'm just like, well... You know, they're not names that I know, but that doesn't mean that these folks don't just like live here and just will crush me. So um, I was actually, I wasn't, it was kind of weird. Like my heart was pounding and it's like, I don't really get nervous, nervous, but I was like, my blood pressure is definitely way up. And I think it's mostly just because it's like, okay, this is a game that I have one of these at my location and I've played it a bunch. I know what I want to do. I know what to expect in kind of a tournament setting. Like, what at least I should be able to do and what hopefully I will be able to do. Um, but you never know. And, uh, and I was just like, I don't know if if these are just three ringers or if I'm making a little bit more out of this than I should be, or just like, and then it's finally, you know, you kind of have to get into your own head and be like, just go play the game, calm down, just go play the game and see what happens. So, uh, ball one, not super spectacular, kind of setting a few things up. Uh, First, first ball worth of scores for everybody was uh, single-digit millions, and then I think I finished with uh, 16 or 18 or so. Um, so chopped a little wood, made a little progress. I think I got into one mode, uh, was not very successful, and that was kind of all there was to it. Uh, second ball, um, I, I think I finished up in like the, the 60 million range, and I think most everybody else was in high singles or maybe in the teens or low 20s. Um, second ball, I was just kind of... man. Like, there was two situations in this game where I should have been able to stack something together, and I totally failed on the stack. Like, it was sitting right there. I was looking at the shot, and it's like, okay, let's hit this shot before we start Mummy Multi Ball to bring in a mode and, you know, whatever. And what do I do? I hit right at the captive ball and start Mummy Multiball. Same thing with... With Trooper, I think, I think actually, I drained out without. No, I did Trooper, but I, again, the sequencing thing. Like I, I started a mode before starting the multi ball, and it's like, well, you can hit the orbit, the left orbit shot to start the multi ball, or you can hit the center ramp, or oh wait, no, you can't hit the center ramp. Oh no, wait, you missed the center ramp again. Okay, let's panic flip and start the multi ball. Great job. That's that's a way to maximize your points right there. So, um. End of ball three, though, I was able to to kind of stay alive and, and grind away enough. Um, I finished the game in, like, the 160, high 160s range. Um, I think second place was... Um, ooh, can't remember if it was, like, 160. Maybe I was in the 180, and second place was 60 and climbing. Um, and then the other two players were, were teens and 20s. Um, but either way, uh, got out of that one. Finally calmed my nerves a little bit. Uh, got a win on that one. Um, and actually one of the guys came up to me and was like, you kind of look like you knew what you're doing. And I said, actually, I do. And he said, well, you did this and this, and I don't know how to do that. And so I showed him, you know, just kind of walked him through pointing to the glass, no fingers on the glass, but pointing over the glass, you know, kind of what, what it takes to get into certain things or why I would do certain things a certain way. So that was kind of cool. Um, you know, turn out one of the players of my group was a little on the newer side, or newer to Iron Maiden, anyways, and uh, was was interested to learn a little bit of the rules. So that was fun. That was cool. Uh, just trying to trying to uh, speak my way through my my actual strategy and be like, okay, this is this is how I do it. But now I have to explain to somebody like what to do, and and they're maybe not as familiar with the layout or whatever. So uh, that round ends and get drawn out on on funhouse and um i have a funhouse and uh this one so my funhouse is set up on tournament mode and the way that plays out is all that really means is your mirror awards they always start with a quick multiball and then the other thing which is kind of unfortunate it's a little on the brutal side in my opinion um but any locks that you have when you drain you lose those locks. Uh, meaning if you've got like two balls locked and he's asleep and snoring and mouth is open, well, if you drain, you start the next ball, uh, you're back to lock is lit, but you have zero locks. So uh, you have to lock two balls and start the multiball in a single lock on tournament settings. Um, but I think that's an appropriate trade-off uh, considering the randomness of the mirror awards and how somebody might start with a quick multiball, somebody else might start with uh, extra ball, and then somebody else starts with million, and it's just like let's let's kind of balance that out just a little bit. So um, my my first ball on this was, I think, decently strong. In my quick multi ball, it wasn't instant, um, instant draining, which was nice. Uh, so I, I think uh, most everybody else was was high, you know, hundred thousands to just shy of a million, and then I think the the top score. Uh, was maybe one and a half. Um, I I actually was able to get my quick multi ball and then uh, cycled through a little bit later. And I got I think I got one jackpot out of that, and then I got the million as well on that ball. So I think I finished that ball with about three million. And uh, I thought that was a pretty strong start. But if anybody gets in a multi ball and gets millions out of that, like it's game over. Um, so you know I had a, a comfortable lead, but not enough of a lead be like okay, I win after ball one because that's not how pinball works. Uh, so ball two uh, was not very good for me. Uh, everybody else kind of was able to grind a little bit, kind of reel me in a little bit, um, and then ball four. Uh, I think I finished with about four point six, and uh, man, it was it was close. So I had four point six. Somebody else had uh, four point four or four point three, something like that, and then uh, two others were at like. 3-8 and 3-9 or something like that. So uh, I ended up with another first place on Funhouse, and that was a, a very close finish game, <laughs> especially considering where everything started out. So um, I think everybody was able to do a couple things in it. Uh, nobody was able to crush it, fortunately, when they had uh, the opportunity, and I was able to to kind of maintain my, my squeaky uh, first place finish. So uh, after two rounds, got two wins, so I'm feeling Uh, I'm obviously happy, but I'm just like, "Mm, you know, when's when's the humble round going to start? So uh, round three, I'm off to Stern Star Trek and uh, John Finnegan from Two Sons in my group. And so he he also started really strong. Um, He had two wins. I think there was mm, we could probably do the math and figure out the odds of somebody having two wins and how many people could have two wins. But I think through two rounds, there was maybe four people uh, with with uh wins and nothing else so far, um. So that was cool. You know, I was tied with John <laughs> for first. Um. So Stern Star Trek. Uh, I've played this exact machine. Um, at, at the previous event, I did. Um, I'm comfortable enough with Stern Star Trek. I I kind of know what I want to do, and then it's just a matter of remembering where all the shots are because uh, we don't have one to play locally anymore. Um. So as, I think it was third player on this, and John was first player, and he had a pretty strong start. Uh, second player had a pretty strong start. I did not, and uh, neither did the fourth player. And um, between balls two and three, uh, John did Klingon and Vengeance and other things, and had a he, he was definitely the rabbit on this one. You know, run, rabbit, run. He went out, and as the first player, you just want to set a high bar and say, okay, come get me. Um, and he definitely set a pretty high bar on that one. So um, he finished first, uh, second player, I think, finished, I don't remember. It was second or fourth. I'm i I'm probably swapping up the two places. Um, I finished third. I had a couple things set on the table, um, but I was not going to be able to grind out what uh, the top two positions had. Uh, I think John finished in like the mid 150 160 million range which is I thought a pretty strong score. Um second place had 90 something or whatever. I had like 15 or something. Like it was it was not uh not anything to brag about. So uh that was kind of unfortunate. Picked up a third on that one. Uh John with his third first in a row. He was uh at that point I think he was the sole first place person. Um so next up uh we went to Ghostbusters which I'm like, hey, this is, this is good. I have a Ghostbusters. I know what I'm doing. Um, let's just see what the kickout settings are set to because I know mine are not factory because uh, I didn't like the way that they decided to have um, everything kick out to opposite flippers. Uh, I think that left side scoop is not angled nearly enough, and you have to hit the ball really hard out of the scoop in order for it to get to the flipper as opposed to going right down the middle. I mean, there's a ball save to account for that, but... Um, I want the ball on the flipper. So my Ghostbusters, it kind of droops out of the left side and it goes right in front of the slingshot and you catch it on the left flipper. And my right side scoop, uh, it hits the left flipper and you, you're supposed to dead bounce it over to the right flipper and just trap it up. So my stuff, I think, is set up uh, very um, forgiving. <laughs> it's certainly not factory, though. So, um, And again, that that kind of could come down to how your specific machine uh, is bouncing in the position of, of the kickout. I mean, I know they're they're supposed to be pretty much all the same, but, you know, tolerances and, and fun stuff, and things bend and flex and whatever. So um, whenever I play Ghostbusters, I have to be mindful of, of the kickouts because they will be different than mine just because. So um, Ghostbusters, I, uh, in the grand scheme of the game, I had everything I wanted going at the end of ball two, um, when I started ball three, I needed to literally just start the multi ball and um i couldn't <laughs> and that that ball three was like everything was set for me. I had a mode ready to go I had the multi ball ready to go I was ready to get some very very juicy points uh, I think it was player two on this one, so player one um Pretty sure that was uh, Kathy Lovato, and uh, she, I think, had 250 million at that point, And I started ball two or ball three with about 100 million, and I was just like, "I can, I can reel in 150 million with a good mode slash uh, multi-ball setup." Um, I did not; I drained out <laughs> shortly after the ball save ended, and did not get my chance to do anything on that. Um, and even if I had passed Kathy, it would not have mattered because uh Brad uh definitely just destroyed everything like he he passed me quickly um he passed her quickly and then I just kind of like I just kind of walked away cuz it's like there's no point in sitting there and just like watching the damage be dealt it's like well he's already passed me you know good job um and then I kind of finally peeked over when I saw that he was no longer playing and I looked and I think he finished up with about 650 million it's like yeah you know, my, my table setup was was probably not going to get me to the 650 million range unless I, like, finished the mode tree that I was on and got into We Came We Saw as well, which is what he had done. Um, so, you know, unless you match one for one, that's kind of uh, kind of the way the Ghostbusters points go. You can either get, you know, somebody can get 7 million and somebody can get a billion in the same game. And that's just uh, depending on whether you just do, do stuff or not. And then... Uh, you know Those excessive points come from uh, staying alive and doing lots of stuff. So, yeah, I know that's that's kind of like Pinball 101. Hey, stay alive, score points, duh. But uh, Ghostbusters, it's not a linear scale as far as how you get points on that game. So, um, anyways, good job to Brad uh, for just kind of blowing it up. And uh, I, I had the chance. I had the chance. So I finished third on that one. Um, and it was at this point I was just kind of like, okay, first, first, third, third. Um not too bad. Two-thirds in a row. Haven't fallen much. Like, I don't really have much expectation. I think at this one, um, I think there were 71 players or something like that. Like, just just numbers that, like, in Tucson, we just can't even fathom because we can't even field that many players. Like, I have 10 games at TISC. If If 71 people showed up on Thursday for my thing, I'd be like, um... I don't know how we're going to do this. Let's play eight player groups. Maybe like, I don't know. You know? <laughs> so, uh, that would be, that would be a, uh, very interesting problem to try to try to troubleshoot on the fly. Um, but you know, kudos for Starfighters for, uh, building up the tournament scene, uh, and attendance that they have. I think they had like, like eight new players that day or something like that. It just like eight new players is more than is like our average head count for a single tournament <laughs> for a, a regular tournament. Um, so just, just to kind of show, demonstrate the difference. So anyways, uh, round five, we're going to Xenon. Um, I, I know of Xenon cause I think everybody has seen Xenon because they made like 12 bajillion of them. Um, and normally the play fields are trashed and, uh, Xenon is also fairly infamous for, uh, being one of the, the more famous pinball backsides that exist. Um, but I, and I've seen it in, in tournaments, but I've never really paid too much attention. Um, I think Tom Graf recently commented about what to do on Xenon, and I can't remember what what was going on when uh, I last saw it on the District 82 tournament. So what do we do? We head over to Pin Tips, and there's three things, and it was like drop targets, build bonus multiplier, uh, shoot the left spinner to try to get into the saucer, and then you know or go ramp all day, something like that. Um, let me tell you what um, I shot that left side spinner a whole bunch of times, and it bounced back and forth. On the, the the gates up top, and it did not drop into that saucer a single time over the entire game. So, um, I was just kind of like, well, that's what it said to do, but what happens if you can't get it to bounce in there? Because it's kind of this big open area after it gets below the gates, and it's like, no, no, the saucer's a little higher, and it's not, it's just never sitting. So, um, I tried doing the ramp thing and I didn't like the kick out. Like after it goes up the right ramp, it goes through the tube, goes into the little thing. And then there's a, a saucer right there and the kick out. Um, it wasn't super dangerous, but it was definitely uncomfortable. And I was just like, I'm going to screw this up like every other time it kicks out. So I'm going to abandon this strategy right away and just continue going to the left spinner, upper saucer goal and, um, at least up there, it can't drain <laughs> till it rolls down. Um, so, uh, like I said, I've, I've never played this game before. I know it's in tournaments. Uh, I don't know what a, a decent score range might be. You know, that can fluctuate depending on the setup and all sorts of other things. Um, so, I'm just kind of like, I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm playing with, with Henry and Jeff goes with us. And... Um, I'm just like, I'm I'm watching Henry to be like, Henry, teach me this game because I don't know what to do, and I'm sure you do. Uh, and Henry got a, a pretty good start. Uh, I think everybody got a pretty um, comparable start, let's just say. Uh, I don't think anybody blew it up, and or that they were under the impression that they had a, a large score compared to what they would normally get when they play the game. Um so I think the first ball scores were in in the the 40 to 60k range. I think after ball 2 there was some still in like the 80 and then maybe up to 120 and then at the tail end of the game there was um sub 200s to just over 200 or something like that. Maybe maybe not even anybody getting over 200k. Um but what I did notice at the end of one of my ball at the end of ball 2 um bonus kicked in and I was just like, oh, I like that. Let's make that happen again. How do we do that? And then I was like, oh yeah, the drop targets build bonus multiplier. So it's basically for me, it turned into stay alive, hit stuff that build bonus, and then at some point pick off those drop targets. So on ball three, I had um, just the middle drop target because it's a five bank uh, on that right hand side. And I went to to see what I should be doing next, I had the ball on the left side and there's only one drop target left, and it was either the the middle one or like if we're counting one, two, three, four, five starting at the bottom, it was either the, the second or the third drop. So it was either the middle one or uh, almost the bottom one. and I'm glad it wasn't the bottom one because I think I was struggling a little bit with that one, so that was probably a gift from the slingshot at some point. Um, so I look up and I'm like, okay, what's the, the most valuable shot on this game right now is that drop target. So let's hit the drop target. So I hit that, cleared the bank, um, get the ball back. And I'm like, um, keeps coming to the left flipper. We're going to keep shooting drop targets. So cleared it again. I think that puts me into 3x bonus and uh, just kind of scoring and stuff and whatever. And then I drain out and look up and my bonus is just like boop, 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 boop. And all of a sudden I'm in first place as second player. And it's like okay i'm I'm happy I'm happy with that. <laughs> definitely way better than my ball one strategy. Um, so let's just uh, see what happens. And uh, the other two players drained out before they were able to pass me. One got pretty close in bonus, but I think honestly, I think um players one through four, like all of us were within 20 k, 25 k of each other. like it was a pretty tight game um and and down the line um a couple of rounds later i saw john was was playing this game and i look over and i'm so glad i wasn't in their group because like like i said let's just say i scored an even two hundred thousand points i don't even think i got that high but it's just easy math so i look over and i think john had finished playing as player one ball three i think he had like 750k and the, another player had like 600k and i think it might have been a three-player game i don't remember but like everything was like way more than double my score. And I'm like, wow, first place in my group would have been last in their group. I'm so glad I I didn't have to play in that group. And sometimes that's the way it goes. It's just the luck of the draw. So um, another first place for me. Um, let's just count that as, as a very lucky uh, steal on that, on my part. Cause um, I don't necessarily think I, I earned that first place. I think everybody else just struggled a little bit more than they were expecting. And, uh, uh, we'll chalk that up to be- beginner's luck on that game. So next round, we're going to Cactus Canyon. So this is the remake special edition, and uh, I last played this at Texas Pinball Festival in March. And I've played Cactus Canyon a few times. I kind of know what I'm doing, but not really. Um, I I didn't have a strong feeling about my score going into ball three. Um, there was a player that was pretty close behind me uh, that I, I didn't think needed much time before they were going to pass me. There was only one player that I was just like, okay, they're player four, but they've they've just been you know given the raw deal the first two balls and and not really been able to to build up a m- whole lot going into ball three. So um, I knew there were two players that were going to be strong competition. Uh, one of them was basically going to pass me on a plunge, and then. The other one, um, Andy Olsen, he just like ground and ground and ground and ground. And he just lived and he willed his way into first place on that. Um, So uh, and then Adam passed me pretty, pretty easily. But um, (laughs) standing there watching their ball three and I was just like, oh, now I remember I should have done that. So. So. I don't know if I would have done any better if I I had a better strategy going into that one, but uh, certainly wouldn't wouldn't have hurt. Um so I picked up a third place finish on that one. So uh I'll definitely have to to learn a little bit more on Cactus Canyon and even if it was just some of the bounces were just like it would hit stuff and it's like that's not exactly the the rebound feed I was I would have expected. So um whatever, you know. You kind of kind of just chalk chalk that one up to a lesson learned and uh maybe I got to get better at at Cactus Canyon. So next we're going to go to Whitewater, uh a game D&D had, uh kind of Shortly before, not shortly before, but they had uh, closer to COVID than they had uh, to the closer closer uh, to their, their opening day, let's say. So they didn't have Whitewater for a very long time before uh, everything closed down. But I've still played it a little bit. I, I know what the thing is, you know, 5x play field, start your multi ball. Um, you kind of really only need that if somebody else gets to do that. And uh, depending on the way that the, the game is set up, uh, nobody's going to get to do that. Um, so, uh, in this game, um, there was a little bit of, uh, catching up that I had to do. Let's just say, uh, Kevin Curtis had a pretty good, uh, ball one and two, and I think I was falling way behind the pacing that I wanted to, to light my locks and get my balls locked. Um, I was able to do a little bit in the whirlpool, actually. Um, I, I just listened to a show and they were talking about, you know, going into the whirlpool and you can keep building and building and building. And I didn't really get that connection until I got to play it again. Um, I was like, oh, okay, now that makes a little bit more sense. Um, so I was able to, to get a couple million out of the whirlpool uh, with a couple successful, successive shots and uh, and kind of stay competitive. And then uh, ball three, I, I was able to get just a little bit of quality time uh, with my, my 5X play field. I happened to, to get that started and um I think i I lit my third lock with like three seconds left in my five x time, like definitely did not stack that well um but either way, you know, you finish up a five x, go right into multi ball, get a couple jackpots um and i ended up i ended up doing really well on my ball three and uh moved me up into to first place, and that's the way I finished and so now uh we're we're sitting okay like we're not super. Happy with the way the day's going. Like, actually, that's not entirely true. I'm actually really happy with the, day- the way the day is going, um, because I haven't totally crapped out on on games that I- I'm not comfortable with or familiar with as much as other games. And um, things could have gone a lot worse. Uh, they could have gone a little better in some areas, but overall, I'm like, you know what? I'm I- I'm in the top. I'm more into the top 25% than I was expecting. Like, and my goal was kind of like, okay, if I finish in the top 25%, like that's kind of my, my Phoenix goal whenever I go up there for, for stuff. So, um, yeah, so I'm looking at kind of the, the way the leaderboard is going. I'm like, um, I'm way higher than I should be, you know, or than I think I should be. I'm at least in the top 10%. So, uh, let's kind of see what happens on the last round. And, uh, so last round comes up and it's carried stiff and I'm like, oh hey, I just played this at Electric Bat not too long ago. Like I'm, I like this game. This is fun. This is I'm I'm happy with this pick for the last the last game of the day. Um, so I was player two. Olivia was player one, and uh, we'll just finish out the the playing. Uh, John Chapple was three and Harry Boyd was four, and Olivia was doing the things. Olivia was doing the things. Ball one, uh, she was really making good progress towards um scared stiff and uh ball one for me i i kind of kept pace i was just like okay i'm i'm comfortable with this um i did not i did well in my crate multi-ball but i didn't lock in um what is it the the stiff in the coffin or whatever it is the the restart on that that multi-ball i didn't lock that in i totally missed and um so I, uh Olivia did not uh she got the the restart I'm pretty sure and then um you know was able to to put up some pretty good points on that. Um John and, and Terry uh they were not keeping pace quite as much uh but you know you don't all these players are are kind of in the top area of uh, of the day standing, so you know don't count anybody out. Right? So that was that was kind of the end of ball one. And I'm kind of kind of hanging out, and I don't remember if I'd played Ball 1 or Ball 2 or if I was waiting to play Ball 2, uh, but John comes over and he's like, hey, you want to know the thing about this game? And and I was expecting some sort of, like, manufacturing, you know, story of, like, hey, you know, or, you know, some funny story of when the game was in production or just, like, some weird, you know, oh, yeah, this is Charlie Sheen's favorite game or, you know, just some random thing. Um, Wasn't expecting him to be like, Depending on who finishes, if if you or Terry finishes in first, they will tie for second with me. If either one of you finishes second or third, they will be standalone third or something like that, or standalone fourth, or something like that. And and basically I was like, So you're telling me I've guaranteed top four? And he's like, Yeah. I was like, sweet. <laughs> and normally I, I wouldn't really want to, to be chatting about that to get in my head or anything, but like I was already well aware of the standings. Like I knew exactly where I was. I didn't quite realize what the potentials were, but at that point I was just like, ah, cool. Um, so it's like, okay, the goal is first obviously, but the goal is also to finish ahead of Terry because that, that finishing order would have kind of determined one or two positions in the final standings between third or fourth. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, so ball two uh I think I get to scared stiff uh find some points, feeling comfortable, feeling happy, um actually drain out of that or get out of you know the stiff meter or whatever, and then uh in ball three, I almost get to scared stiff again, and i like that's that's really. That's like saying, "Hey, I rode my bike without training wheels, and I didn't fall over like getting into scared stiff honestly, in my opinion is probably the easiest wizard mode to get to um but that doesn't mean it's not fun like it's it's so so fun um and i I was one, I think I was what the stiff in the coffin multi ball or whatever the bony beast- multi ball whatever that was like that was the last thing I had to do. I did another crate multi ball I did you know obviously everything else, but Um, I found some pretty good points and I had Olivia had done really well. Uh, I think she had a a pretty rough drain on ball three. Like it, it jumped the flipper or like something weird, not, not fun happened. Uh, One of those, that's pinball situations. But like, that was, that was such a bummer. Um, So my ball three, I, I passed Olivia, Uh, John and and Terry, neither one was able to catch me. And so I finished out with a, a win on that one as well. And, uh, you know, after I verified, you know, just to just to kind of confirm what, what John was saying, I was just like, wait, I I don't quite get it. Let me look at the the standings again. So I went back and I looked at the standings and sure enough, he and I were tied for second place. So um, that's fine as far as the IFPA can, is concerned. Like they just don't need ties for first. Everything else, they'll they'll figure it out. You know, they've got it. They've got it covered. Uh, they know what they're doing. So um anyways will kind of he he finished first by by a pretty considerable margin, so will had uh, fifty two points uh john and I had forty four and then it goes forty two like five players with forty like it's it's a pretty tight group um but will'll definitely uh above and beyond as far as that win, but we're not done quite yet because uh while i f p a handles ties just fine. Uh, Starfighters has prizes, and so you can't split a uh, second-place trophy, <laughs> or uh, glass, actually. So um, we did pictures, and then... Oh, no, actually, we did not do pictures yet. Uh, Kevin said, uh, come over here, and each one of you can eliminate a game. And I think I said Xenon, because <laughs> I was scared of that one. Um and he said, "Well, good. For, lucky for you, it's already been turned off. So pick something else." And I don't remember what I picked, but uh, the computer said we're going to go play Tron, and uh, so we went and we played Tron. And uh, it was it was a pretty tight game until John got because John was player two, um, uh, ball three. He didn't need much to pass me, like, and then he passed me, and then he just kind of kept playing, which is cool because you know af- after he had passed me, then we just started yapping away because we don't have a tron local to play and so it's just kind of fun to to get to play on that a little bit and kind of kind of enjoy the moment. So uh picture time comes and and you know Will gets first place and his trophy and John gets his uh I think it's a, a pint glass and uh, what was the candy? So there's candy in each one of the things, and I was just like, "I can I just have the little tumbler with the the roll of giant Smarties? Like that's what I want." Which that was the third place trophy, so that's what I ended up with, anyways. But John was like, "You can have those those Smarties no matter what place you finish. I'll trade you." Um, so there was there was some sort of candy that he wanted on for second place. So he ended up getting second place um, as far as the trophies go, and uh, so everybody got the candy they wanted, which is kind of kind of what we all want in the end, right? So a little bit of fun IFPA wrap-up on this. Uh, When everything finally, not finally, when everything hit into the IFPA, um, John and I split the points, which just means that, you know, if you take the second-place points and the third-place points and you average them and we both get that number, that's the way IFPA handles ties, um, at least two-player ties. So uh, I ended up getting 18.67 points for that, that finish that second place tied finish which is pretty awesome uh ifpa says that's my highest um point value finish dealio if, it, if you click on your your profile you kind of scroll through the um you know the, the positioning and you find yourself if you look on the far right column it'll say what your best finish is and currently that's my best finish so that's that was pretty sweet that was a pretty nice end of the day um my my ranking at that moment was 1598 and when that hit it moved me to 1189 so that was a nice little 300 point jump or position jump uh, i have since decayed uh down into like the the 12 mid 1200s or something like that so that that doesn't take long um, but no real shocker there uh so and then in the state standings that moved me from 74th in the state to 35th and that got me kind of thinking well Go to phoenix a couple more times maybe i can get in to top 24 because we're a super state and so i just need to get top 24 not t- top 16 so that's that's tbd at this point i have no idea what what's going to end up happening um our tucson pinball league is tomorrow and that's the next starfighters event is also tomorrow uh the the IFPA calendar was very wide open on the 4th of July weekend. I wonder why maybe people have held tournaments before and they learned, Hmm, people aren't here. <laughs> so I'll raise my hand. I've done that before. That's why uh, Tucson pinball league July is always kind of up to, well, when's the fourth? Cause that determines if we're going to do the first Saturday or the second Saturday. Um, cause we normally do the first Saturday, but you don't compete with the 4th of July just cause you lose. Um, same thing with, with new year's. Um, if, if January 1st is the first Saturday, guess what? You're not going to have it that day. <laughs> Just have it the next week. So, um, anyways, that was my uh, my adventure in in Phoenix at Starfighters. Uh, I had a really good time. I got to see people that I, I haven't seen in a little while, or maybe even longer than that. Um, so, it was nice to see everybody, catch up a little bit, and uh, obviously nice to do well and, and come home with, with some cool uh, glassware and and candy so uh brought the brought that little tumbler home it's laser engraved it's really nice it's really cool um showed my wife and she's like oh third place that's cool And i said actually tied for second but i got the the glass and the candy i wanted um and she's she's used to like local stuff where it's like oh okay that's nice third out of eight good job congratulations honey and then i was like no it was third out of 71 it's like oh that's that's cool i <laughs> you know so um Anyway, it's always a fun day up in Phoenix, Uh, so I just want to say thanks to everybody that was there. Good to see everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Party on. Party on, Wayne! Party on, Garth! It's It's Wayne's World! Wayne's World! Party time! Excellent! And we're clear.